listening to the Leadership Woman podcast with me, Jill Savile. And today, I want to introduce um, somebody who's become a friend of mine, I, I would hope. And uh, I've been her mentor for a while. Her name is Ruby Christodoulou Shufani. I attempted it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's going to, she's recently finished her master's uh, thesis. So she's now in that space of moving on from university and moving into work. But she's really going to focus on her journey over this last year and the pandemic and everything else that life threw at her in order to then finish her thesis. So uh, welcome, Ruby. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome. I like to have the millennials on here as well, because <laughs> there, there are lots of younger people who listen and who are at your stage in life. Let's start then with where you began. Where were you born? So um, I was born and raised in Israel. Mm -hmm. And my identity is complicated because I am the minority within the minority. Although I was born and raised in Israel, I'm Arab. So 20% of the population in Israel are Arabs. And within this population, it also is divided into religion. So we have around 2% Christian Arabs and 18% Muslim Arabs. And uh, the identity in Israel is very religion oriented as well. And uh, in addition to that, I also have uh, Greek origins from my mother's side. So as you see, it's just a big blend. It has always been interesting to see how um, I identify with different groups and how I uh, express my identity and myself in different contexts. Which is fascinating because it's then no surprise that the thesis that you've just written was about identity. So um, you were born and raised in Israel. How did you end up in Luxembourg? I, uh, I did my bachelor here in Israel, in Jerusalem, in English literature and French. And uh, I wanted to go on an exchange in a country where I could practice my French. And those of you who are familiar with Erasmus system, uh, you get to choose three countries and uh, among which they will choose for you which one you get accepted to, and mm -hmm. that's how the process continues. So my options were France, Luxembourg, and Belgium. And uh, I got accepted to Luxembourg, and I really liked uh, the environment there, how everybody is just multilingual, international. And I decided to go back there for my master's degree in learning and communication in multilingual and multicultural contexts. Mm. The title doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> so you decided to come back and do your master's. So how long have you been in Luxembourg then? Uh, four years during my master's plus one semester uh, during my uh, exchange. Hmm, okay. But now you're in Israel. Is that right? Now I'm in Israel, yes. Did you intend to be in Israel? No, I got time. stuck here. <laughs> you got stuck. So when did you go back to Israel? So I came back home for Christmas. And uh, 
then they clo- the uh, they closed the airport because of the corona and i was obliged to remain here and write my thesis from home and at some point i decided when they opened the airport i decided to relocate to athens and then that didn't work either and my trip got canceled one day before the flight and then you know i took 3 days to 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 mourn and grasp what had just happened after that um, i went back on track with my thesis and then the war broke here which again distorted all my emotional balance and my concentration and it took me some time there again to uh, go back on track and focus on my thesis um but yeah eventually i did it yeah so let's go back in time let's go back to um when there was a ideation camp in mm-hmm. luxembourg which i think is where you and i met yeah and i said to you if you ever need a mentor then uh, just contact me and i was very pleased that you that you did um yeah i i must say here that I have a problem with networking. I'm very bad at promoting myself. And there I uh, I had asked you to meet and we we ended up meeting in Golden Bean. And I just didn't sleep the day before that. I didn't know what I would tell you. <laughs> and then when I met you, it just time just flew and I was very happy. That's so interesting because I know you are so gregarious and lively and everything else. So that that's a surprise <laughs> that you wouldn't sleep <laughs> the night before meeting me. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really know you back then, and I didn't really know what I would, I should be talking about with you. And of course, there is no should. There's nothing that you should talk to a mentor or a coach about. It's just, is there anything going on in your life that I could possibly help you think about. You had an idea for a thesis, and one of the problems about it was that there was no deadline. <laughs> there was no deadline, it seemed, for this thesis. So tell me about that. I didn't have a fixed deadline because apparently I had to register for the um, for this deadline, and I didn't. And this journey of writing the thesis has been really complicated let's put it this way um because i didn't really have much help from let's say from the uh university in terms of how to write it um and i had to do it on my own and i just didn't want to copy what everybody else had done i wanted to do it about a topic that i'm interested in and i didn't want to compromise can you remember any of the things that we worked on together at the beginning yeah so here you came into the picture and you really helped me um look at it from a structured point of view and uh you have given me deadlines that i was obliged to respect because <laughs> i was scared of you <laughs> you're not giving me very good pressure <laughs> No, but I really help you really help you were my accountability partner. Of course, that was a joke that I was scared of you, but <laughs> I respected you and I didn't want to disappoint you. So structure was important because you were in a place where you were quite overwhelmed and didn't really know where to start. I think you had been on an Erasmus course when the actual 
going through the process yeah. of how to write it so you'd actually missed the instructions you didn't have the yeah tools. i i missed these courses then the main problem in this thesis was that i jumped into action um let's say i'm action biased i needed to uh, to have a structure before uh, jumping into uh, collecting the data and uh, and that's why it took me a lot of time trying to analyze the data that I had collected, which eventually led that I changed the whole topic entirely. Yes, you changed the whole topic entirely, but still focused on what you wanted to do, because I, I think it's important for anybody that's got a thesis to write to choose something that they really care about, something that interests them, because this is something that's going to consume vast quantities of time. And you've really got to be interested in it, haven't you? Yeah. You then did register and you then did have a deadline. And you went to Israel just for Christmas and you got stuck there. I got stuck here because the airport was closed. So I, I had no choice but to sit at home and write my thesis, which is challenging. There's a lot of distractions when you're home. It's not like when you're in your dorm room, you know that you're surrounded by students, everybody else is studying. The ironic thing is that I took it slower than before, but I think it was just because it was more thought through. And this is what eventually led to its success and completion. You also struggled with this idea of being perfect. Yeah, not only with my thesis, but with my job applications as well. Like it would take me an entire day to, to submit only one application because I would review every single word in my CV, wanting it to just resonate with the job description. At some point, I just, I was like, just, I will just keep it the way it is. And now even when I read my thesis, I'm like, I, I wrote this. <laughs> I can't believe that I wrote my master's thesis when, when I get to that. I have no recollection of it at all, though. So uh, when I read it, it's uh, really, I wrote this. So let's just stick on that perfectionism because you said you, at some point, you let it go. And one of the things we did this year was How Women Rise. And there's a chapter, isn't there, on perfectionism? What did you learn from that? It was very nice to see that I wasn't the only one suffering from it. <laughs> that there's actually a whole chapter in a group, in a book. The validation that it gives you, this is the first step towards healing and that it's all in my head. You know, it's the small steps that matter. Small steps that matter. And one thing I say to people is good enough is good enough learn to get to that point quicker you were also making job applications yeah yeah so it was a very overwhelming period for me because the corona had just hit and um i was looking for an internship and since it was corona all the all the jobs that i find myself fitting in they just they were frozen so i had to compromise for other jobs that weren't really to my liking. I applied for over 100 institutions, by the way, and nothing. Just going back to the jobs, because there was a point that I think is, is important for anybody out there looking for work. And that is that we can waste time 
applying for things that we don't actually want. And the worst that could happen is that you might actually get, get them. And then you're in a job that you didn't want in the first place. And it's really tempting, I think, to want to be busy and take action, particularly somebody like you who's action oriented. But, um, but there is no point applying for something that you don't want. If you just want something temporary for money, then just go to McDonald's or, or, or stack shelves, you know? that That's a stopgap, it's temporary. You know that that's what it is. But only apply for things that you're passionate about, mainly because your interest will show through your application. So fingers crossed, because I actually know that you've applied recently for something. And it was funny when you said, uh, I said, and how did you find this job? So tell me, how did you find this job? <laughs> well, um, I, I like to lead groups and I like adventures. And at some point I was just trying my luck. I went on Google and I wrote adventure jobs. And I wanted to see <laughs> what I'm offered. And then I found this job um, that I, I still haven't gotten the acceptance. I really hope they take me. Um, but I think that I would really fit there. So good luck for that. Thank you. Um, so let's pull together the things that you learned. I made a few notes here. You shouldn't just jump into action. Yeah. <laughs> you said you need to do some thinking, set, set some kind of strategy and plan. You found it really important to have a topic that you cared about for your thesis and be true to yourself. So I heard that you dared to be different. You didn't use the usual topic and you, and you dared to use Disney, which many people thought might not be such a good idea. Yeah. You didn't have much help to learn about the structure and everything, but but actually you learned from that. You learned that you could do it yourself. You had to find other ways of doing it. And you also learned something about deadlines. And if you don't have a, a deadline to work to, then you do really have to trick the brain into, or, or find somebody that you're scared of it to. <laughs> your respect and you don't want to disappoint <laughs> and, and have a chat every week so have some way of putting this accountability in your mind if, if there isn't a, a deadline that's going to galvanize your interaction and um, the other thing i heard was around this perfectionism just just let things go just start in, in fact i'm writing an article today and the very first paragraph of anything I write is hard. And I've learned not to sit staring at this empty page. I just write two sentences of rubbish, what, whatever I want, you know, and then I go into something and at the end I go back and change that first sentence. <laughs> that, that's the way that I've learned to just start. It won't be perfect. And by the third draft, it's gone. And the final thing is about jobs. In fact, when you apply for jobs that you don't really want, don't be surprised if you don't really get any answers from 100 applications. Yeah. 
and just just stick with it. So um, anything else that you want to say that you think people would learn from your journey? It's just so satisfying when you see that you can that you accomplish something despite all the obstacles along the way. You know, I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> I had to finish it. So I said that worst case scenario, I would just ask for an extension, you know, given given the the occurrences that happened here. But I didn't eventually and I finished in time and I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I, I cannot believe this. And how Ruby, how do you feel finishing your thesis? I feel invincible. <laughs> Invincible. That's wonderful. So that's a really good place to finish. I, I thought that it would be good to record a podcast at this time because I know you just passed a milestone. And so I'm really pleased for you. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this podcast, Ruby. And I think it's important for millennials to, to learn from each other. And Thank you for having um, me. Hopefully, this podcast will be out in the next couple of weeks. So thank you so much. Thank you.